Hearing voices? I'm hearing voices. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. Well, that is the music of Gibson Davis, and he joins me this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. For those who are not familiar, and you are probably sick of people asking you this, how old are you, and how did you get so good at such a young age? Uh, well, I'm 17, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I appreciate the kind words, Scott. I uh, I learned a lot from, from people I've been around. Um, I'm, I'm sure you know I've spent a lot of time around Chris and Scott Benson and, you know, just some of the best players in the business that I'm really, really blessed to be able to call my friends. And I've picked up a lot from them. And I think <laughs> probably another another big part of it is YouTube. That that's just that, that's all I have to say is YouTube. It's been a great help to me. One of the things I think that YouTube has probably helped you with is your appreciation for the history, not just of the bluegrass music that you play, but of the banjo and the different ways in which the banjo can be played. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So, um of course, and especially like the traditional style, but um and even, you know, more recently I've kind of dived into the the old the old time like the claw hammer side of things. Um, I've I've you know I've been a three finger stylist since I was eight years old, um, but just within the last few years, I've you know I've realized that there's a lot more than just that. You know, there's claw hammer, there's um, the two finger style, and there's so much there's so much to do with it. You know, that it's there's endless you can you know endless ways you can learn to play it, and you know the I have a deep respect for the tradition you know, the traditional side of banjo, and, you know, without that, we wouldn't be where we are today. If you follow bluegrass music, you'll be familiar with his work. You may not know his voice. He is Gibson Davis. He joins me this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. How many hours a week do you spend with a banjo in your hand? Too many. (laughs) Uh, I'd say, um, you know, I don't know about per week, but I'd say, you know, if I have free time, I try to spend at least a few hours a day. Um, just kind of sitting around and, you know, it's some days are more, you know, it's more me focused on really practicing and, you know, working hard and other days are just me kind of just sitting there, just, you know, just playing because it's, it's almost a second nature. It's kind of like, uh, kind of like eating breakfast, you know, you, you wake up and you, and I play and then, you know, go on about my day. It's, you know, it's I kind of, kind of just, kind of just happens, you know. One of the things, as you mentioned, the hard work that comes with that is you get better, and when you get better, you get to be on the radio, you get more recognition. Talk to me about Gold Tone and GH Strings. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, I'd say a few months ago, um, and I wouldn't have been able to do it without my dad, uh, of course, because he's he's also a Gold Tone endorsing artist, but uh, um, they uh, we got together and they sent me one of their uh, one of their models and they actually they own they own the the master tone patent that used to be owned by Gibson um, and they sent me one of their banjos and I'm absolutely loving it they they are very consistent with their quality and I I, I would have to say that they may be at the same quality as, you know, some of the later Gibson banjos were when they were coming out. And uh, like you said, GHS Strings, um, I just recently got together with uh, with Dave from GHS, and I've been using the same set of strings since I was I can remember. And so I'm really, really blessed to be able to have, you know, to, you know not only to be sent such a fine instrument, but to be able to, you know, have the strings because you can't, 
you know, you can't play it without the strings. So it's it's two very important factors. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. Someone said the other day, you haven't had a musician on in a while. We're remedying that today as we visit with Gibson Davis. You can never miss a show. We're available at whtc.com, also Apple, Google, Spotify, and wherever you access high-quality entertainment. Gibson Davis has made a decision regarding his education. He's going to keep being a learned man. He is not going back to school. Talk about that. Yeah, so um, and I hit the funny story. I was actually supposed to start, I think, two days ago, and uh, the, the systems have been down. It's a, a West Virginia-wide thing, but that's beside the point. Um, you know, I uh, I really really made this decision, so I wouldn't be tied down five days a week. And so hopefully, um, you know, this is going to allow me to not only travel freely and not, you know, have much more free time, but to be able to practice my craft and hopefully be able to, to go on the road soon. Um, so that's, I think it's going to be a very important thing for me to get kind of a head start on, on my career, which is, you know, going to be traveling the roads and uh, playing as much music as I can. And you can learn more from Gibson Davis by following him on Facebook at Gibson Davis Music. That's also his handle on Instagram where he does live shows with a tip jar and takes requests. We'll have more with Gibson tomorrow morning on Hearing Voices. Hearing Voices? I'm Hearing Voices. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. This morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson, we continue my visit with 17-year-old banjo superstar Gibson Davis. You have a number of gigs now, and you get to sit in with other bands. When you're on the road and when you get booked for a show, who typically comes and plays the other instruments? I'm sure you play some with your dad and some with folks your age. Is it hard to put a band together at age 17? You know, it's it's not that it's difficult, but it's it's more difficult. Uh, you know, I live in a, I'm not going to say it's a not very rich bluegrass area because there's plenty of musicians around here. Um, but where I live in kind of the tri-state area between West Virginia, uh, Ohio, and Kentucky, you know, there's a lot of old-time players around here. And of course, when you when you dip into East Kentucky, you've got some pretty good festivals like uh, Rudy Fest and Poppy Mountain, and then over in Ohio, you've got Sam Jam. Um, but you know, uh, a lot of people here are established, you know, musicians. And so it, it can be, it can be a challenge sometimes to find, you know, ones that are, you know, able to travel, um, depending on where it's at. Um, but you know, if, if you're playing somewhere that's far, you know, far out of, you know, the home based area, it can be a lot easier. So it just kind of depends on, on that stuff. But, you know, like you said, as a 17 year old, you know, still kind of get established, um, it can be a little little challenging sometimes to find uh, to find people to play. If you want to learn a little bit more about Gibson Davis, you can do it on Instagram. He's available at Gibson Davis Music. He's also available on Facebook, where he is a, a very closely approaching about three thousand followers right now. A lot of different ways to ask this next question, Gibson. Tell us about last night. Yeah, you know. So I uh, I talked to my dad earlier that day, and um, actually I was doing yard work uh, at the time. You know, we talked about uh, Rhonda coming to the to the Paramount Arts uh, Theater in uh, Ashland, Kentucky, and I had thought about it for a while. And of course, uh, we know um, we know we know the members of the, the Rage, and my dad has known Rhonda for a while, and you know they're all great people. Um, but we uh, we really, um, as you know personally, um, Adam Haynes, uh, former member of the Grass Schools. 
um, now playing fiddle with Rhonda Vincent. Uh, he's a great friend of mine and dad's, um, and I spent a lot of time with him when dad played with the grass school. So, um, you know, we, uh, you know, especially since being so close to that and, you know, having him there, we definitely made, you know, we made the trip over. So we got there and, uh, and, you know, it's, 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 it's a magical thing already to see them play because they have, they have, they put on such a good show and they have such, you know, they know exactly what they're doing. There's no flaws, you know, when it comes to music and it's just, it's, it's magical. But, uh, I really, uh, it really made my night. Uh, Aaron McDerris, a great friend of mine and a great musician. Um, he let me play a banjo I wanted to play for a long time. It was, uh, just just to put it plainly, it was the banjo that Rocky Topper was recorded on and that many other of the Os- the classic Osborne Brothers tunes was recorded on. I think they said that, that Ruby and Charlie Cotton and some of the songs like that were recorded on it. And, uh, you know, I, there's some bucket list banjos out there. Some have been checked off, and another one was checked off last night. He is Gibson Davis. He is a rising star on the banjo and in the world of bluegrass music. Gibson, appreciate you joining us this morning on Hearing Voices. Yes, sir. Great to talk with you, Scott. 